Hello, everybody. This is the Golden Gold Podcast with Carlos Gomez and Ricky Villafan. And today's two topics will be about COVID-19 and soccer and how will it pan out during this pandemic. So starting off is the National Women's Soccer League, also known as WSL, which will return on June 27th with a 25-game tournament near Salt Lake City. The league announced on Wednesday that the uh, first U.S. sports league to start up since the start of COVID pandemic broke out. And this will give um, the Women's Soccer League a huge boost due to MLS not being active. Tournament will be 25 games and all games will be in one city. All um, NWSL players will have the choice to opt out, sources said, and several U.S. women's national team veterans are expected to decline to participate. All National Women's Soccer League players all have the choice to opt out, sources said, and even and several U.S. Women's National Team. Oh, wait, I already said that. <laughs> um, but um, the U.S. hasn't handled the pandemic um, in a great way, in, like in any good way or shape or form. And there are states with still a large amount of cases. Athletes are concerned about their health and players will be tested uh, before games, which could mean, you know, being tested twice a week. So what's your point on that? What's your topic on that? What's your thoughts on that, Carlos? I mean, it seems interesting. I definitely see the potential that it gives U.S. women's soccer because overall, just being real, they, the U.S. women's soccer has ultimately shown way more better progress than the U.S. men's soccer. But ultimately, it's still a risk factor since here in the U.S., cases are only going up as the days go by. Today is July 5th, uh, June 15th. Sorry about that. And our cases are going up. Ultimately, there is no decree in cases. And being, I've been tested for COVID. I had the, I had the virus. I'm not, I am now negative. That test is not even fun. So I can only imagine these athletes having it done twice a week to them. Uh, I can see why they would want to opt out. Yeah. Also, um, you know, it, it's, it's not, I mean, also I have been tested as well and it's not fun getting tested twice a week because getting a swab in your nostril for like about 30 seconds isn't the funniest thing to do. So it's just also got to keep in mind, these players do have families as well. So if they're going to be playing in one city for the rest of the season, um, how are they going to react to, I mean, I, I'm, I can only assume they're going to be not happy because they want to be with their family. You know, they also want to travel back, but it's just, do they really want to play the rest of the season not being with their family? Like, are they going to have to move where they could potentially have their family at risk of getting the virus? So it's just, how can we how can we make this work? Because also a lot of other sports teams want to play their rest of the season um, in Miami, but with Matt, with Florida having one of the worst states of, you know, raising cases and everything, it's just how can these athletes play and how can this be done safely and whatsoever, you know? Ultimately, I wish I had an answer for you, but this right now I just don't see any potential way this could be done safe. I know a lot of people bring up, hey, look at the European soccer leagues. Look at Spain. They already kicked off. Germany kicked off. The cases weren't that bad in Spain and ultimately I just saw a video about maybe a few days ago about a Spanish media in um, in Spain and they hadn't had a case a new case in three days that was about last week so maybe we could be talking about potential no new cases in Spain for 10 days ultimately while here our we have a new case mostly every day that right there's a big difference of why I can see a lot of you know 
soccer leagues or even any sport leagues in general not kicking off yet. I think ultimately right now, at least for the U.S., I can see the hesitation from all athletes. I know they want to play. I know this stuff they do for a living, but ultimately I just I just don't see it at the moment here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Spain has been doing really well in terms of not getting kisses as well. Um, we can talk about how the Bundesliga is doing because I, if I can recall, they're the only team on everybody's radar that, that's, um, you know, playing, you know, playing the out through season. So it's just, um, if you've watched the Bundesliga, you can tell that all these players are socially distanced. They don't sit in the stand. I mean, they sit in the, in the, where the fans would be in, but it, you know, up six, six seats apart. So it's just, how can we make it safely in a country where we only, we're only getting more cases every day and a country where the virus isn't handled very correctly. And we can, we can say, um, you know, that where they're going to be in the city that they're going to play in the stadium is if they completely sanitize the whole place, like for an hour. And next thing you know, um, the players can actually play. Um, the, the All the staff can sit in the stands at a certain distance. And if, no, if somebody needs to do something, they can either walk each other in or throw a hand signal. However, but it's just, you know, who knows if these people come in, all of a sudden they get a false negative and, you know, with their sweat and everything, they pass the virus during the game, you know? Well, let's talk about the Bundesliga for a quick minute. Yeah. Let's just go there because the Bundesliga is very interesting. They became the first league that actually became active and since this whole coronavirus started out. So they were the first ones. And so far, it's been going good. And ultimately, this could be a benefit because if we're seeing what Germany is doing and what they're doing correctly and it works, then now you have a blueprint. And I think ultimately that's what Spain did as they their league just recently got started this weekend on Thursday, uh, June 11th. I think they followed that blueprint ultimately. So that's something definitely we, that all, all soc- any sports league should be watching is looking really look at the Germans, see exactly what they're doing. But ultimately, um, um, and here's something that really got my attention. Uh, the Osberg coach, Heiko Herlich, I hope I pronounced that right. He's gonna, He actually he missed the start of the season, the restart of the season. Why? Because he broke a strict quarantine rules just to go buy toothpaste. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's dumb. It's toothpaste. You could probably garner it at the hotel. But yeah. just go show you how seriously they're going to take it yeah. and how things maybe should be run. You know, hey, you know, if you leave the hotel, that's it. You're not going in there. And ultimately... This team is going to debut without a coach. Yeah. What more important part aspect do you need than right away? Sure, you may know the system. Sure, you may know what he wants you to do. But ultimately, if he's not there, your guidance, that's a big loss. That's a, Yeah, that is a big loss. Um, if Yeah, I mean, like you said, um, Germany did set the blueprint of how, you know, any other country can continue to play their sports. Um, what's it called? If, if any other country can do what germany is doing in terms of you know if somebody leaves the hotel and nobody noticed i mean they notice then they're gonna have to you know do the same punishment of like like what they did to the coach so it's just if spain when if spain starts their there's when they start their season again and let's just say a manager does the same thing we should also see how do they do it so other countries and other sports teams can say you know all right so that way we don't pass it and somebody were to um break the rules or get the virus, we're going to have to take these measures very, we have to take it very seriously. So 
it wouldn't be such a bad idea to maybe let Spain do it as well and see how do they handle it. So maybe for us in the U.S., we can take the same action or something similar. So we, everybody as a whole can enjoy watching sports, you know, soccer, football, whatever. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that I, I've noticed also, too, about the German League and the Spain League, the teams are still traveling. So that right there is another factor. Like right here in the U.S., the both leagues, the MLS and the Women's Soccer League, they're both looking just to host in one place, which to me is safer, but also you're exposing everybody. And then by fans also knowing where the teams are, they're going to want to go. They're still going to want to show their support, um, especially now with the restrictions being down. People they are going to want to show up and say, hey, you know what? Well, hey, we support the team. We buy the merch. We have the right to be here. And as much as we don't want to say, hey, you don't, they kind of have a point. Mm-hmm. They do buy the merch. They buy the st- they they support the team. They do have that right. They, yeah, they do have that right. But we still gotta understand that um, Germany and Spain are handling the pandemic really well. So it's just they are thinking about you know opening up a little bit at a certain capacity rate. But the thing is, they're in a much better position than we are. So again, having the fans go in in the stadium at a certain capacity when we haven't handled it well this country hasn't handled it right um does leaves us as to spreading it even more unfortunately i definitely agree with you there i think just you know these these next few weeks are going to be crucial as the mls and the women's soccer league want to start up because you know just keeping an eye on spain keeping an eye on germany what are they doing right what are they doing wrong and also just making sure actually they're taking note of what they're doing wrong because if, they, if we can fix it and make it better, then ultimately we could definitely make ensure that, you know, there's going to be safety for the players and the athletes as they go forward through the so- through any league, whether it's basketball, baseball, or soccer. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, biggest points is just Jermaine did set the blueprints. Um, Spain did just start, so we also got to take note on and got to keep an eye on them. How do they handle it along with other countries? Because I heard that, I saw a video of New Zealand having zero cases and deaths in a while, so they start they let their fans come in. Um, so it's just um, if they're doing it, then have them set a blueprint so all of a sudden we in the U.S. can start, you know, having our season start again, but also slowly letting people in if we're willing to take the risk, or, I mean the risk, or just having us stay inside for a bit longer so we can – Fully, fully experience sports all over again, you know? Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. All right. So, next topic. Um, French Prime Minister Edward Philippe announced on Tuesday that there will be no football played in the country until September, technically ending League One and League Two seasons in Europe. So, soccer has been canceled in Europe. PSG has been crowned the champions of League One. PSG is still to play in the Champions League. They will be at a disadvantage. Could this been? Could could this has been? Could this have been um, handled differently? In my point, yes. Again, we don't know. I don't know the true facts about how bad the cases were in France. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you have Germany and Spain who are starting. If the French Prime Minister felt an urge of safety, safetyness. He could have maybe just held back a few weeks, see how things go, then give it a try. If things got bad, you know, just automatically then cancel it right there. You know what? We tried it. 
But ultimately, PSG has not been eliminated from the UEFA Champions League. That starts in August. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, they have no preparation going in there. They're basically... Mm -hmm. I don't see them taking it. I see them being knocked out as soon as they go back in because they're not going to be prepared. And even if they were to schedule friendlies, it's not the same because other players and other teams, knowing that the league will probably start off next year, they're not going to want to risk their best players right away, especially with the Champions League. Again, being going to be rushed. Mm -hmm. It's going to probably be played, from what I heard, it's going to be played through August. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's going to be rushed, and then they're going to go back into it again. So it's not like they don't get a break. Yeah, no one's gonna have time to heal during this time. It's gonna it's gonna be we're gonna look literally into a very long soccer season in Europe. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's just when is the season gonna end? But also we also got to think. You know, great points there. Um, Arsenal have recently played a couple of friendlies already, along with other teams as well. So it's just how long are they gonna be playing friendlies? But it's just you know how are they how are they going to play it? Because, you know, if, if the season starts back in August, you know, that's the, that's the plan. Um, then what's going to happen with, um, by the end of June, when, P- um, Cavani's contract ends, you know, what's going to happen with Icardi's contract when it ends, are they going to be continuing playing the champions league or are they just going to be out? Meaning PSG are at a disadvantage as well. You know what? And that's something I didn't even think about contracts. You bring up a good point because ultimately, are they their contracts are set to expire? So technically, they don't have to play. They can opt out. So are they going? Are those contracts going to be extended for a few months? The FIFA has not renounced anything about anything about contracts. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, that's a very good question. What's going to happen with all those contracts? Yeah, we we also saw on I believe it was the Belgium League where they canceled the season, but nobody was crowned the winner. So what about? So, you know, what what could have happened? Also, in the Netherlands, they canceled the season as well, but nobody has crowned a winner. Um, do you think that was a good choice, leaving the teams without a winner? Or or um, this, um, uh, Ajax should have been called as a winner? And I had to really take a deep breath right here for this one because ultimately, as a soccer fan, you want to see a champion. You want to see a champion. I want to see the number. I believe the number one spot. If they fought it, they earned it mm-hmm. all year long. Because that's what you fight for since the beginning of day one. But I also see that this pandemic came out of nowhere. It did. It, it hit everybody hard. So ultimately, I think the Netherlands and Belgium. I think they did the right thing, not crowning a champion. Because ultimately, even though Ajax work hard, and I do not discredit them at all, I believe, though, we still didn't know what was going to happen. We still had weeks left. Anyone could have easily caught up. You you could go into a bad spell for a few weeks, fall down on the table. Uh-huh. So ultimately, I think they've made the right call. No champions. Yeah, yeah honestly... When when this first all happened, you know, we also we all asked the question, you know, what's gonna happen with the with the sports, you know, any sports fan asked this question, it's just who's gonna be crowned a winner, you know? Um, I would have liked to see all every single you know, I'm only gonna be talking about soccer here, every single soccer um league canceling their seasons out, meaning everybody is without a winner, but also no one's relegated as well. 
So it's just everybody comes out equally in this. And if anybody, if you're in a bad position, well, you're safe. But it's just, um, it is very, very mixed up and very messy because it's just PSG canceled. Well, they, their season is canceled, but it's just what's going to happen with the Champions League. And, you know, what's going to happen with the Champions League? You know, how's it going to end? You know, it's just, if it's going to be a weekly thing, then how are they going to keep up with their fitness? You know, there's just a lot of questions we can ask about PSG situation. You know, they were crowned winners, but also other leagues had their uh, seasons canceled. But no one's crowned the winner. But it's just what what did UEFA do for their Champions League? Yeah, and you got a good point there too. One of the things that you were talking about that, like with the no regulation, I a lot of teams in the second divisions were 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 mad because they wanted to get the promotion, and some of them were ready to go. Some of them knew they were right in the sense of, hey, you know, we're going to get promoted this season. We're there. One of the things that I thought of would have been very interesting during the pre, instead of having those preseason games, those tournaments that really no one really watches or they pay really a lot of attention to, why not have like a knockout round between the three lowest and the three and the three teams that wanted to get promoted? Let them battle it out. You know, hey, this is your chance to either really stay in the first division and this is your chance to really earn your uh, promotion into the first division. I think that would have been a great idea for at least those teams, you know, that ultimately. Hey, you know, you don't, you still may suffer. The season may have ended, but you know, these guys have a point in saying they have the right to be in the first division, and you have a point in saying you want to stay. This is the time to prove it. Yeah. Battle it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. For like, a, a competition-wise, that's not that's not a bad idea at all. <laughs> um, man, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just that leaves us with a big question. It's just, you know, what's gonna happen with PSG? You know, like League One, all that kind of stuff. So it's just. The only thing we can say is just we're gonna have to wait and see with how how all this handles and you know in the future when something like this possibly happens with the future virus or I don't know who knows like an economic crisis um could they just use this example as just like okay in the future for sports maybe we should cancel the season because of what happened in the past that way we can just you know for fairness everybody else um doesn't doesn't you know get crowned a winner but nobody gets the title as a loser or you know and you get relegated so hopefully hopefully something like this gets fixed but this this is a very messy situation and one of the things that come to mind as you're saying that about psg as they're going to be a disadvantage even if they do get friendlies you have one big um issue right there going in with the friendlies player injury player injury because ultimately hey if you're a competitor and you have the chance to maybe knock out Neymar or knock out Cavani and go into the and start the season knowing these guys may be out, that's already a huge advantage for that league because yeah. it runs around PSG. Yeah, the French league has been dominated by them. There hasn't been a new champion in, in the last couple of years. Monaco was the last one. So ultimately, right there, hey, that's a real huge advantage for them, and ultimately. It's an advantage for that league as well because even if there is no injury and they go into the Champions League, PSG is going to want to win it. Exactly. So they're going to play their hearts out, and ultimately you're going to have a weekend PSG at the beginning of the season. Oh, exactly. Oh, man. Good good talking points. <laughs> oh. All right. Let, let's move to the next topic. So 
A source at La Liga has told ESPN that a specific date will be announced in the coming days in June 12th. That's it. We already passed that. We're in June 15th. Um, teams started small practice groups. Players were tested for COVID. Teams are now practicing in full squads. Now that the government has given them the green light, La Liga has worked with the government on plan phases to return to soccer in Spain. So now that we're three days in and we had a match, uh, match day go through already, um, what's your take on that? I like the way Spain did things, and I got to give them props mm-hmm. because I liked how they started off with small groups. There was obviously the COVID. Everyone got COVID tested, and ultimately that they ensured the safety first, and now as soon as they saw how things progressed and how they saw things in their country progressed, then now they said, okay, we can go back to full squad practices. Everyone's good to go. So ultimately I liked it because they put the safety of the players first. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I liked um, um, that I saw that the Spain, the Spanish did, they worked with the FIFA to increase the substitutions up to five. I thought this was great because ultimately you, the from what I'm seeing right now, the league is going to be played like on a two-day basis. So every two days, the teams are playing. And ultimately, this risks injury, but ultimately now with the five substitutions, you can swap out your players more frequently. Everybody gets more rest as they focus into the next game, especially if you're already wrapped up. As we saw Barcelona... They won 4-0 this week. Hey, man, take the best players out. Mm-hmm. Bench Messi, bench Suarez, bench Griezmann. No need for them to be playing if you're already up 4-0. You got the game wrapped up in the ball. Play it safe. Because ultimately, if you're playing every other day, it's you're risking injury. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I do like the way uh, they handle things. Also to note that um I heard on the, like on the Alexi Lally, Alexi Lala's podcast on on Apple was um Spain did have certain counties I think that's what you call it where um they had zero deaths zero cases in like a whole week and they did let their fans go in but the question is there are other spots in Spain where it's just one will, one does get the virus so it's just they want to have they want to let their fans go in and support the team but at a certain capacity, but the, also the La Liga doesn't want to have fans in there because it's just, it won't be fair for that team to get their support. And whereas Real Madrid doesn't get their support. So it's just the, the team's going to have a better morale, whereas Real Madrid may not, despite having better players overall. So it's just, do you think it's fair for the whole team to uh, the whole all the teams in La Liga to have no fans or just certain teams get their fans because of their their city has like no cases and deaths so it's safe for them to go in? I think it's just for everyone's safety right now, no fans. Uh, I w- when I had COVID, I was asymptomatic, so I was fine. Mm-hmm. I was n- healthy. I had no symptoms. I didn't feel bad whatsoever. That doesn't mean nobody can have it just because you're feeling great. Even though there's no cases reported, I think it's just right now. Let's keep it neutral. No fans. There's no need to risk it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I think the same way too. Just have no fans at all. Only the working staff and the players and the coaches, everybody, you know, all the staff just working in the facilities uh, just to make sure everything's running great as a team you know obviously fans are important but in terms of just productivity and the safety for everybody only have the essential people in there and zero fans we can all watch through our tvs but it's just you know we do pay for the tickets season fans and season tickets and everything so it's just 
this is a risk and something we all have to take in, but it's just for the safety for everybody else. And I understand because I also want to be in there in the stands. It's just, I suggest having zero fans in the stands. doesn't matter if your city, county, whatever, has zero cases for a certain amount of time. The best thing we can do is just zero it out. I definitely agree. Look at what happened at the Barcelona game. I'm not sure if you were aware. Uh, somebody actually snuck in and actually took a selfie with uh, Jordi Alba. And ultimately, right there, it just goes to show people are excited, and I get it. You're seeing your favorite soccer team. You're seeing your supporter. You you have the right to, you know, give these take a picture with these people. But right now, it's not the time. You, mm-hmm. I totally understand that fans are excited. Soccer's coming back. This is the sport that everyone loves in the world. But ultimately, right now, it's just, we're just not in those times. We have to be precautions. We have to take. We have to be cautious. We have to make sure that you know that the athletes are going to be okay ultimately, yeah. and that other people are going to be okay. Yeah, it's just the courteous thing to do. It's just yeah. I mean, that kid that ran right onto the pitch is just who knows? Like, what if we have a fan and unknowingly has zero symptoms, is an asymptomatic person? Um, what if that person had COVID and passes it on to a, a, a player in the field, and then you know gets his whole team you know with coronavirus or his family all of a sudden you know and you know it someone could possibly die unwillingly but but ultimately then the league also has a problem yeah because if the whole team gets covid they can't compete exactly if they can't compete the league is already running on a every other day basis that the game is going to be played so if the league the if the team doesn't compete it's technically not their fault mm-hmm. they didn't ask the fan to go in there and run and spread covid to to them so what do you do there? Yeah. Especially since this league is already being rushed. What do you yeah. do there? Like if the whole team gets infected, you can't like, it's like, it's not their fault. It's not like you could tell them, well, you're, Hey, well, sorry, you lose the yeah. better luck next year. Yeah. You can't do that to them because ultimately that's not their fault either. So that it's not their fault. I mean, you should also put the blame on the person that ran on the pitch. I mean, in a scenario, if the scenario comes to happen where someone, we have fans that do have the coronavirus, and they do pass it on. It's just, um, do we have to cancel the season again? And then, you know, how do we hold that person accountable, you know? Yeah. And ultimately, what can you really do? It's not like you can't tell. I mean, you could kick them out of the stadium and, like, ban them for life. But ultimately, then again, it's just, it opens up a big can of worms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. But my take on this is just, have zero fans doesn't matter if that that city county has zero deaths zero cases like just say in a week two weeks three weeks um for the safety of every other every other um you know place in that country is just to have no fans at all until we get either a vaccine or we get the green light that you know it's we're not going to get it in a while again you know definitely Mm -hmm. all right so covered that part now a topic i'm not really familiar with but the rfef which claims to have the backing of fifa um is to propose an increase to five changes from three on substitutions allowed at the three different times throughout the game um you said this is awesome la liga shows interest in the safety of its players spain is doing good controlling the pandemic so overall you know I can actually agree with you from reading this is 
I would like to have five changes just for now because, you know, how long have someone ha- how long has someone been, you know, out not exercising and everything? They're going to be really tired, so you want to keep the you know, the progress going really well, like the play style and everything, like just keeping up, you know, cuz people are out out of it. Oh yeah, definitely. And as I was saying earlier, this is just um touching back on the fact that now the sub- the Liga has five substitutions. I had heard this, it was a rumor, I'm not too sure. I tried looking it up, I couldn't find it. But another rumor was that they wanted to, if you spit, it was an automatic yellow card now. And not just trying to be like mean and spitting at somebody. Like if I was like playing soccer and I spit at Ricky's face, then that's automatically a yellow card yeah. in a normal game. But like if you're actually like running and you're sweating and then you just decided, hey, you know, I need to spit onto the field. That's automatically a yellow card now, which I think it's great because we know how this virus is being spread through bodily fluids. Yeah. Um. So ultimately, I that's great because they're just looking at the responsibility of making sure that, hey, the players are going to be okay. We're allowing this, but also we're making sure. I'm not sure if that went through, though. So I'm going to have to do some homework on it, and I'll get, I'll get you back to the answer so on we're that. We're pretty skeptical on that. But, yeah, it's it's understandable why they would that would be disciplinary action. But at the same time, it's just spitting is kind of a habit for any other athlete who just runs for a long time. They have spit in their mouth. I mean, saliva, so they have to spit. I know I'm guilty of it. <laughs> so, um, what if what if a there's a brawl going on, and you know, because people get mad, um, they spit. Would do you think that person should be banned for the rest of the season, and everybody else has to be quarantined, or I don't know. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, I get why we. D- I get it. We're passionate. The players are passionate. They want to win. They some don't want to get regulated. Yeah. You get mixed emotions, but ultimately we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. We know that this pandemic has hurt a lot of people. We know it's stuck in a lot of lives. Yeah. Ultimately, it's not worth it. Pick your battles. Cool. Let cool heads prevail. Yeah, yeah. All right. So now we covered that part. Now we can move on to the next part. So in the English uh, football league, the EFL. Um, also the Premier League, um, they have voted to end their season for the table to be decided by the points per game. So looking to start on June 13th, not all teams agree. England has been hit pretty hard with COVID. Regulation is a concern, and the Premier League players are being tested twice a week. So we're now on June 15th, but the season hasn't started yet for them, but it starts in a couple of days, so... Liverpool is on the verge of winning the Premier League title. And how do you think they could handle this or the Premier League could handle this based on what's going on in the Premier League, but also the EFL where EFL, EFL does have players testing positive, but the Premier League hasn't had any. So what's what's your take? Well, England was hit hard to begin with. Their prime minister, I believe, actually tested positive yeah. uh, and he looked terrible. Like yeah. This wasn't like an asymptomatic guy that was had. No, this guy looked like he got ran over by one of those double-decker buses. To be fair, he always looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, this time he looked worse. Yeah. No offense to England. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm a huge Chelsea fan. <laughs> um, but ultimately, this is like this is a really tough one because if the Premier League hasn't had any cases, but you still have a lot in the EFL, 
at this point, we knew Liverpool wasn't a dominance. And uh, Rick, if you could just actually look up how bad how bad is Manchester City behind them? Because I believe honestly, I think Liverpool was just they were even undefeated this season until like most recently, right? Yeah, with Watford beating them three three to nothing at home. Uh, so man, actually, Premier League table. So, Manchester City and Liverpool on how they're separate standings. So, Liverpool have 82 points and Manchester City have 57 points. You're not looking at that wrong. Why continue? (laughs) I mean, well, other than the fact that you want to play the Champions League, well, even Liverpool's eliminated. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City, I can definitely see their case. But at this point, if you are 25 points away... Like, it's pretty much decided right now who's going to be the Premier League champion. Yeah. It would take a total miracle for Liverpool to fall off first place. And I mean like a divine intervention. And then the the Premier League drop for Liverpool continues if they canceled it. <laughs> but um, honestly, I do think they should have, this should have been a no question and uh, question to this, but it's just the Premier League should have should have been canceled because of just how big the margin is. But overall, it's just... I do think it was just kind of a dumb idea to let the season go through. I mean, as an Arsenal fan, we have to face Manchester City tomorrow. And, you know, I'm not looking forward to that. But either way, the season to me should have just been canceled. And I could see um, uh, Chelsea's case, Manchester United's case, Wolves' case. Um, uh, They're trying to get into the Champions League. You got the Europa League also, and they're really close. Ultimately, hey, again, back to what I was saying earlier. With the regulation, have them have a knock ra- a knockout round. Winner goes into the um, a best out of two series. Uh, maybe put them in a group uh, and have them battle it out for the top three. Go to the Champions League, top Extreme brackets. Yeah, and then have yeah. the bottom three go to the Europa League. Yeah, I mean, I get their ca- why these guys would want their league to continue because hey, you know they're close. Like I mean, look at Manchester United. They're right behind Chelsea and oh a slip up by Chelsea they could be into the Champions League. Oh yeah. So ultimately I could definitely see why they're fighting for it. But we all know who's going to become champions. I mean, yeah. is it really necessary to continue this? <laughs> In my opinion, no with that dominance, but ultimately I, I see Ch- I see Man- I would definitely I can definitely see why Manchester United would argue. I could definitely see why Wolves would argue. In all in all fair and honestly, have those teams decided it out. Have yeah. them battle it out. Decide who goes to the Champions League into the into the Europa League that way. Yeah. I think Manchester City and Liverpool get their tickets right away. They're they're top one and two. We also gotta keep in mind that Manchester City just got banned for a couple of years. I think breaking financial play rules, so it's just now they're out of the Champions League picture. So that leaves Manchester United qualified or Wolves qualified for the Champions League, depending of you know, when the, as soon as the season finishes, um, what's going to happen? <laughs> I totally forgot about that from Manchester City. Yeah, so, but, uh, mm, I mean, just in terms of coronavirus, I do think this should have just been canceled, but just, you know, no winners, but that leaves Liverpool with, you know, another season with no trophy, no Premier League title, so, you know, <laughs> I mean, as an Arsenal fan, you love to see that. <laughs> but I don't know. But that's just us. That's just me. So yeah. 
Yeah. What's your take, Carlos? I mean, I know Liverpool fans want to see a championship, but ultimately, even if it was canceled, and I know I said earlier that I liked how the Netherlands didn't give somebody a title, and it may seem that I'm contradicting myself, but an 82-point dominance over a 57-point dominance, that just right there, you just can't. It's kind of a given. Yeah, it's just kind of a given. You can't go and say, well, Liverpool doesn't deserve it. Uh, yeah. they, it's a it's a twenty four point difference. Again, it would take a divine intervention. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the whole team would have to get COVID, and then they would have to not play the, the rest of the remainder of the league. And even if I think they didn't, they would still not. Par- I still think Manchester City wouldn't even be able to top them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you're not wrong there. Give them the title at this point. Yeah, they, just give. I mean, I'm just, just give Liverpool the title. Yeah, <laughs> in my in my opinion. Um, so now we're gonna we can move on to La Liga and Mex the league in Mexico. So they have announced that it has canceled the 2020 season due to the coronavirus. So why not name the first place team champ? Um, we've covered this before, but we'll bring it up again. La Liga MX is really canceled due to the coronavirus. Um, also, corruption in La Liga MX make money. Uh, league is going to make a thorough restructure once it restarts. Monarcas Morelia will now become Massacre FC. So, I just want to apologize ahead of time as we get into this one because if I do sound angry and personal, this one to me kind of is. <laughs> because the the problem with me for the Liga MX was that it was not that it was canceled. There was no champion. But to me, I smell a rat with this one. You mean to tell me that this was really either canceled to the COVID outbreak, which we didn't hear a lot of cases in Mexico. Mm-hmm. To be fair. To be fair. But now a team suddenly is told the guests to tell their fan base, we're selling you off. And now you're going to be somewhere else. And this team's history of 65 years has been erased. That one's personal to me. I'm from uh, from Michoacan. My parents are from there. So ultimately, we were supporters of this team. And now just to see that just taken away from us really got under my skin. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it just goes back to that philosophy of La Liga MX has been known for their corruption. They have been known for following the money. Whatever mm-hmm. makes money, that's what they go with. Exactly. And ultimately, that's just what we're seeing right here. Mazatlan, before they even had, because Mazatlan doesn't have a soccer team. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're known for baseball. They have built a stadium already. And this thing is huge. It could def- I'm not sure if it rivals El Sadio Azteca, but it's huge. Mm-hmm. And I, they have invested a good amount of money on it, and they had no team. Not even a second division team. Why the hell are you building a big stadium? Yeah. You and know. now suddenly the season gets canceled. Sorry about that. Suddenly the season gets canceled and they acquire a team. Yeah. Uh, that This to me just smells like a fish. Out. This, I smell a rat here. <laughs> no, no, I don't think you're, I don't think you're wrong to point it out. Cause I mean, we're, we can all agree we're, we're all against corruption. It is a bit off that all of a sudden they get a stadium built real quick. Um, you know, 
there's a team change, there's a new team going on. It's kind of like an MLS thing where they just like they have a stadium ready to go, they have everything ready to go. All of a sudden, they make fans already, so it's just <gasps> whoa. <laughs> um, what's it called? You want to pause it right there? So yeah, so uh, it is it is a bit off for Mexico to do this, but you know at the end of the day, I can't say what can we do, but it's just how can we hold, you know, hold the hold the league accountable for this. You know, it's just this is something you know if we do find something wrong with this, like actually wrong, then how do we go forward with this? FIFA has to finally step in with that league, and. Ultimately, I know it's them because Mexico makes a lot of money. Those games make a lot of money. When the Mexican national team plays, it is like you have to go. I mean, here in Phoenix, once they, they, the fans nearly fill up that stadium, the yeah. University of Phoenix Stadium. was well, now State Farm Arena. So ultimately, it's money. And once if you're able to attack it and say, hey, my suggestion would be, do an audit about every single thing that's going on in that league because there's been, and we could definitely, we can go for hours talking about just about double contracts, talk about uh, the Knights pack, um, and now the sudden movement of soccer teams, uh, the people being able to buy franchises to not even get regulated nowadays. Ultimately, in my opinion, I think FIFA needs to do an audit and punish them i would say and i know we're going off topic here and we could definitely talk this about it in a more detail in a later time but ultimately if fifa were to go in there and say hey you know what this is what we found wrong and what we're going to do is you have we're canceling the league the owners have to pay every single player as they're playing um and they're also they can transfer out to any team they want to but ultimately mexico will not participate in the next world cup as long as we hate to see it, say it, but that might be a better option to just show Mexico as of, you know, hey, we don't want corruption going like this going on. So as a punishment, you guys will not participate and this will hurt you guys in the long run. Definitely. So it makes them hold account. That's one way. I, I don't know how else, how else to put it, but I think it's the best way you could put it, honestly. Definitely. They just have to be held accountable. Like, it's too much time going on with that league. I think this break was just more of them for them to restructure because even now, I think at once a new tournament starts and I think it should be, it should be sometime in the, they haven't announced it yet. So I think it's going to be like within August or maybe September. I think we're now looking at 20 teams in the league and there's going to be no regulation for, I believe, two years. Uh, I think it's 20 teams. I believe it's 20 teams. 14 more rows. Uh, yeah, it's going to be 20 teams. Right now there's 18, so I think it's 20 teams now. Yeah, and there's going to be no regulation as well. So, wow. <laughs> Can't I, wait to see how that goes. Yeah, because I think they're also going to restructure that second division. So, ultimately, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting for Mexican soccer at least for the next few day, for the next few years. <laughs> All right, now Last topic is Major League Soccer is in the process of altering its plans for its proposed return to play tournament in Orlando. So that event will fit in a further shorter time frame. 
multiple sources will acknowledge that the soccer leagues um thinking of told yeah sorry i messed that up knowledge of the leagues thinking told espn so mls looks to follow the same format as women's league uh plan to have shorter tournament in orlando tournament looks to have a group um stage and then the knockout stage MLS will have more likely see how women tournament works and determine which route would it take. MLS working with players on, you know, having them take pay cuts. I mean, it's the, we already know this is happening. The I it's set to kick off in July. One thing that I saw, like the teams have already been divided into their groups. Um, it's going to be a faster tournament. You still keep the soccer, which is great. But the pay cuts, I mean, I know MLS is hurting, but also people still have to feed their families. I don't think that's fair for the soccer players, at least. Yeah, it's just how much money does an MLS, MLS team make? I mean, we can all agree LA makes the most because it's just it's the biggest city, biggest fan base and everything, but it's just... That soccer team is owned, I mean, many soccer teams are owned by many owners, so it's just, if you're putting your money into that, you should have enough money to pay your players as well. I don't necessarily think you should cut their pay, but it's just, MLS MLS players don't make much. Hey, look at Will Ferrell. He's a co-owner of LAFC. Shout out to Will Ferrell. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's just honestly, um, as a business point of view, I don't think it's, it's, it's... It would be safe for you to cut players' wages, but at the same time, it's just they don't play their players good. I mean, unless you're a star player, like, you know, if you're a Michael Bradley of the team or whatever, then, yeah, you're going to be getting paid millions, but it's just what about the other players who make, like, 40K a year? Exactly, and, you know, 40K, depending on where you live, it's not going to make you far. And right now, endorsement deals, they're probably not even bringing a lot of money because people are not buying this stuff. Exactly, it's a bad economic issue. Exactly. It's just, it's not, I don't think it's going to be a good time because in this country it's very, very, you know, business motivated. So it's just, they're trying to make, they're going to tighten their belts. So it's just, how is it going to work for each player not making a good amount of money? And how is it going to work for them in the future with like, you know, a housing crisis coming up and everything? It's just, how's it going to go for them? Yeah, I definitely definitely couldn't answer that because ultimately depending on how much they're making and depending on where you live you know that pay cut is rather like paying your rent or not i mean i know some of these players like the luxury luxuries lifestyle and they rely a lot on those um endorsement deals but right now the endorsement deals aren't even cutting it because kids aren't playing soccer Mm -hmm. soccer leagues are being suspended all throughout the nation you know some of them are coming back but, you know, people are not going to be buying soccer cleats anytime soon. People are not going to be buying um, uh, goalie gloves. People are not going to be buying uh, jerseys. They're going to be wanting to buy the essentials. Food, toilet paper, water. So ultimately right now, just those endorsement deals and taking those pay cuts, I think it's ultimately going to affect the players more. And players aren't going to be motivated. You're going to go make them play a tournament in Orlando. And then for them to hear, oh, yeah, by the way, you have to take a pay cut. You know they're not gonna be now no, uh, motivated to go and say and say, hey, you know I'm gonna go win this tournament. As you know, from the beginning of the season, hey, you know I'm making this much. 
I gotta win the championship. I have that endorsement deal. If I go and I if I score a goal, some kid's gonna want to buy my cleats. I get a check in the mail. Yeah. Uh, if I become champion, some kid's gonna see that. They're gonna want my jersey. Yeah. I get a check in the mail. Yeah. This time, players may not be motivated and say, "Well, hey, you know, we're just playing a short tournament." Yeah. Yeah, it is very tricky. So it's just it's just you know, for fin- from financial point of view. It's gonna hurt a lot of players, and you know they're probably not gonna, like you said, be as motivated to do anything. So it's just, are they gonna give it their all? Is it gonna be entertaining for us to watch? But also, is it gonna be good for the players as a moral point of view? It's just, you know, I'm not gonna be making a lot of money. Is it just, is it worth it now? You know? Yeah, definitely. I just don't think it's gonna. I think it's really gonna cut down their motivation, and ultimately, it's just the since they don't have that endorsement backup. People and these athletes are going to be more worried about providing for their family. So ultimately, I just think the motivation is just not going to be there. Yeah, yeah honestly, I can I can think the same way too. I mean, I would love to make a lot of money, but all of a sudden, you know, if you're making 40k a year average, and you get a pay cut because of what's going on, it's just first of all, the season's been uh, suspended. You're coming back, but they tell you this, you know, it's just everything just goes down, down, down on you. So it's just wow. You know, how how is this going to go through? It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see how the players react. Ultimately, time will just tell. Honestly, you couldn't put it any way, any other better way to put it. But, yeah, honestly, time will tell. So we're going to have to be patient. But that brings us to the end. Uh, thank you to those who have listened. And uh, we will come back next week where we'll talk about, you know, match day one and how Barcelona did and other leagues other leagues have done such as the Premier League and possibly potentially um the Italian league. Yeah the Italian league Italy was hit hard and right now I know that I believe Juventus and AC Milan actually played the Coppa Italia mm-hmm. a few days back if I'm correct. But ultimately I know there's still very little word on them and what they're gonna do. So we're gonna have to check up on that on next week. Definitely. Thank you. See ya.